Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Main Menu for the week of January 16th, 2015. My name is Jeff Bishop. This week, we have a lot of great content for you, and we're going to start things off with some exciting news from AI Squared. Tim Cummings had an opportunity to sit down with Jeremy Curry and talk to him all about the just-released Windowize 9.0. It's got a lot of great new features, and we hear all about it right here on Main Menu. Next, we continue our second part of a three-part series from the This Year in Assistive Technology 2014 presentation that I had an opportunity to participate in. Remember, we started this last week, and we heard from J.J. Medoff, Joe Steinkamp, Jamie Pauls, and myself all about things that took place last year, what we thought were the top 10 things in AT for 2014. We'll cover items 4 through 2 this week and sprinkle in some things about 2015. And then next week we'll cover item number 1 and talk more about the future for 2015 in assistive technology. Finally, we'll hear from David Woodbridge. And he'll come to us to share with us a quick tip all about how to access the extras menu on your Macintosh using your trackpad. So we have a lot of great content for you this week on Main Menu. So without further ado, let's get right into the show. Hi everyone, this is Tim Cummings for Main Menu, and I'm very excited today to be speaking with Jeremy Curry from AI Squared. See, Jeremy, I got the name right, finally. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, I've been a Windowize user for years, and it's tough not saying GW Micro, but anyway, the reason that Jeremy's here is because Windowize has just come out with version 9.0, which is a pretty big release for you guys, uh, Jeremy. Yeah, it's huge. It's It's been uh, a long time in the making. We've been talking about uh, redesigning our web support for a long, long time. And, uh, you know, we've, we've finally got it out. We're really proud of it. We really think it's, it's uh, some fantastic stuff. So if you uh, haven't tried Windowize in a while, uh, it's time to give it a shot again. And uh, for those of you who are loyal Windowize customers, you're just going to be blown away, I think. So why don't we start to go through some of the new um, or improved features that you feel really kind of um, set you guys above the competition in terms of what you've done in this new version? Because it looks like you've totally uh, rewritten the web interface. Yeah, so we basically rewrote all of our web support from scratch. Now, that might scare some of our existing customers because they might think, oh, I've got to relearn stuff. Well, that, that's not entirely true. All, all the keystrokes and the user experiences uh, pretty much the same uh, in regards to you know getting to edit boxes and all the different types of controls and text and stuff on the web. Um, but all of those dynamic pages that were always a challenge are now very functional. Uh, it, it's very interesting because uh, instead of browse mode, you know, constantly having to reload, what happens is every time you down arrow, 
uh, we're actually building that line on the fly. So if there's a, uh, a change in the web page, then it automatically uh, will see that stuff happening every time you down arrow. So it's always up to date with everything, which is very cool. Uh, so we've got that support. And then uh, ARIA, Accessible Rich Internet Applications, uh, the ARIA standard and HTML5 are now supported uh, extremely well. And so that means getting basically access to the, you know, the, the latest web accessibility standards. Um, we did something really neat <clears throat> inside of Internet Explorer we call intelligent web support. And so what intelligent web support does is when you have something uh, NIE, uh, it goes through a technology called UIA, user interface automation. And so uh, there's sometimes where you've got uh, IE giving a screen reader incorrect information. Well, that might mean that that item doesn't read. Sometimes it means that that item might read doubly. Sometimes it might say uh, something like button, button, for example, or, or just a general weirdness. And what we found from uh, some of the competition out there is that they were just taking whatever IE gave them through UIA and just spitting it back out. Well, we didn't think that was good enough. And so what we did is we designed this thing called intelligent web support. So we have all these different smart algorithms that try to ensure the most accurate screen reading experience uh, as you're going through stuff. And so we found things uh, that we found that our competition didn't read on websites now. And uh, we have uh, I've heard from users as I've been out in the field with this stuff where they're actually switching to window eyes because some of our competition won't actually read some of the uh, information that they want access to. Um, and, and continuing with some of that web support, uh, we made some very, very robust, robust uh, web table support. So if you're a Wikipedia user, for example, and you're navigating all these funky tables, uh, WindowWise is literally the only screen reader that will read some of that stuff uh, accurately and completely, I might add. Uh, when we tried to do it with other screen readers, they just fell short. And so we're very excited about uh, the web support. We think that uh, we've really started to raise the bar again, and uh, we're leading the pack here. So we're 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 I'm personally impressed with it, and I've I don't know if you guys have been following me on uh, uh, Twitter or some of the things we sent out through Zoom News, but you know over the the decade that I've been with the Windowize team, this particular release is probably the one that I have been the most excited about. I mean we've we've done some uh, pretty fantastic things over the years, but I am personally most excited about this one. It just feels responsive. It feels like things work really nicely on the web. It's it's just a great release. So I'm, I can't be happier for uh, what our team has done. They've really done a fantastic job. Um, and the table mode, I guess, actually is much more intuitive to use now. You don't actually even have to really go into a table mode anymore, correct? You're right. Yeah, you don't have to do that control numpad plus or minus. It just knows that you're in there and 
you can start moving around the table without having to actually move through that stuff. Um, another feature that I was playing with yesterday after I downloaded the latest version, which I thought was very cool. Can you talk about the new text selection in, in Window Eyes for Internet Explorer? And it actually also works because I run Thunderbird as my email client. It actually works in Thunderbird as well. Yeah, so inside of browse mode, you can now press F8 and uh, start moving a selected text. So basically you press F8, you move down to wherever you want to get your selected text and then press F8 again and it'll copy it. Now what's nice about that is you don't have to hold down multiple keys, but the other thing is inside of IE and Firefox is it copies text exactly like a person with a mouse would be copying it. In fact, you can actually see it visually. Uh, so one of the things that we've done with this particular release is kind of line up things where your family and friends can see things visually. So one of the things about selected text, when you select it, somebody who's cited will actually see that as well, where you have selected it. And it keeps all of your font information, you know, all of your images and all of that stuff. Um, and it doesn't put in the screen reader, you know, or the HTML markup, like the headings and stuff like that. So you can do this selection. And again, your friends and family can see that. So if they say, well, what did you select? They'll actually be able to see it. Same thing as you're actually moving through the web now in the old browse mode. The lines were kind of, uh, they, they weren't arbitrary. We had algorithms for it, but they didn't line up with what you'd see visually. And now as you down arrow, every single time that you down arrow, uh, when there's a line, it actually matches up visually on the screen. So basically uh, what you hear is what other people see. And so it's easier to interact with your sighted friends and family. For example, my wife is sighted and she's always like, what are you looking at? Now she can actually see, oh, well, you're right there. Um, same thing with moving the mouse pointer to columns. Uh, this is something that our competition, uh, uh, we found that this is better than the competition. If you've got multiple columns on a website and you're using the mouse pointer to read it, because that's something else that we've added in, uh, you can move the mouse pointer to the columns and only that column is going to speak. And again, you could actually be using the mouse pointer to read that column and visually your you know, sighted colleagues, whoever, could actually watch the mouse pointer go down the side and actually follow along with you on the web. So if you need to point out something like, hey, I want to buy this item on Amazon, and you know, here's the description, you can say, here, it's right here, and they can start following along rather than looking at the screen with you and kind of scratching their head like, huh, where are you at? <laughs> so, yeah, so this is really a major change because that's the way it used to be that if you were using a screen reader and a sighted person was looking over your shoulder, what they were seeing was different than what you were hearing on the screen, and you've totally changed that now. Yeah, completely. Yep. So it's it's much, much better for that interaction with the, I'll call them sighties. You know, that's my favorite term for them. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, another thing I see here, and I'd like you to talk about this a little because this is something that a lot of people are interested in, is that apparently you've been working on support for Google Docs. Yeah. So when we did the support for the, uh, you know, RE and HTML5, Google's done a pretty decent job. There's some some things they could probably improve, but they've done a pretty decent job of making um, Google Docs and slides and charts accessible. Uh, so when we supported the ARIA spec in the HTML5, a, a lot of that just can, kind of uh, came along. Uh, and so if you've been waiting to use Google Docs or slides or charts with Windowwise, uh, you know we're going to be uh, we're going to be right there with everybody else, maybe even a bit better in regards to support with uh, all of these items. So if you're in an education uh, space, 
uh, you'll want to make sure that you check that out. The same thing is true with Office web apps. There's going to be there's there's better support for the Office web apps. Uh, so you want to make sure that um, if you're using either of those online, that uh, you give those a shot. Now that said, there's always things that can be done from either the Google end or the Microsoft end uh, to kind of help make those things better. Uh, and I know that uh, we're we're always working with Microsoft on trying to improve that particular space. Uh, and so I would uh, you know look for changes for that in the future as well. But they work much much better than what they have in the past. Can you talk about some of the office improvements that you've made in the program? Yeah, so we actually changed the way that we hooked the keyboard to a low level. And before I get too techy and people zone out, basically what that means is WindowWise is a whole lot more responsive. Uh, there are, are two major things that I have always heard from the field every time I go out and ask people, well, what about WindowWise? They say responsiveness and web support were the two major things. And so those are where we put a lot of our focus uh, and so it's much more responsive because we hook at a lower level. So, for example, when you're going through the uh, ribbon inside of Microsoft Office, it's lickety-split. Um, the other thing that that will buy, if anybody's ever done this, is uh, if you're trying to change the uh, uh, voice with Control-Alt and the arrow keys and you don't hear anything but your screen flips around, that actually won't happen anymore because of the way that we're we're uh, hooking the keyboard. So you don't have to worry about turning off those Intel video drivers and your screen flipping around. So that gets us improved responsiveness in Office. It, it uh, makes things just run faster. And then other things we've done inside of Office, inside of some of our apps, for example, in the Outlook Enhance app, uh, if you're creating a meeting request, you know we, we do this all the time at AI Square. We're creating meeting requests, trying to find out who's available, who's not available. You can go into an Outlook meeting request, put somebody in, and press Control-Alt-I, and it's going to bring up a special dialogue, a windowized dialogue, and you can actually find out if that person is available or busy at that time. And so that's a really powerful feature that can be really helpful when trying to schedule things. And in addition to that, we've always had the Insert C that made the Outlook calendar accessible from years and years and years ago. Uh, sorry, excuse me, I'm fighting a cold. Uh, but uh, what we have done is we've opened up some of our MSAA support. Now, for those of you who are techies, you might think, oh, MSAA, that's you know an older technology. Well, years ago, uh, when MSAA first came out, it was a problem for us. Well, it wasn't a problem for us, but it, it was an issue because some people were implementing MSAA incorrectly. And so we had to actually close off some of the way that we uh, did those um, controls because otherwise things would crash. And now uh, most developers have gotten MSAA under control for the most part. And so we've uh, taken a, we've switched our approach instead of a guilty until proven innocent. Now we do an innocent until proven guilty. Well, what that means from the way that we've changed the technology underlying, what that means is that things like the native Outlook calendar, they speak out of the box. Uh, so if you want to use Insert C like you always have to bring up that special window-wise accessible dialog, you can do that. Uh, but if you want to use the native Outlook calendar, you can do that too. Um, that also means that other things like Windows Media Player uh, will speak uh, you know, out of the box, and you'll probably see some other things that are improved that just kind of, kind of come along with that because of the way that we've changed the technology. Um, and then some other office stuff that we've done, Math Player. 
uh, support. We're the first uh, to support Math Player inside of Word. Basically, there was a uh, a grant through the Department of Education to Educational Testing Resources (ETS), which you probably heard of before, and they've been working with uh, Design Science, who makes Math Player, and Math Player uh, or Design Science worked with us to make sure that students could actually have access to uh, equations inside of Microsoft Word. And they've done some really cool things that allow you to change the way things speak and all sorts of fancy stuff. In fact, they've done um, studies with Texas School for the Blind and and uh, all sorts of students. So uh, the cool thing about this is if you're doing any of this stuff with Microsoft Office, of course, if you've got Office 2010 or higher, you can go to windowizeforoffice.com, download Windowize, and use it for free. Uh, of course, there are always those few caveats of, you know, if you want the better synthesizer and and things like that, you can add those. But anybody can go and try this for free. If you were using the Office version previously, you can get the 9.0 upgrade for free. Uh, so you'll actually be prompted whenever you start Windowize, assuming you're connected to the Internet, and it'll tell you, hey, go download it. So everyone's been asking us, hey, does the office, do the Office users get it? Do the Office users get it? Yes, they get it. It's, it's free. Uh, so you can get it or... You can buy uh, an upgrade uh, for uh, 9.0, or you can now buy a software maintenance agreement again, which uh, we brought that program back. So lots of options to be able to get this latest technology. Tell me a little bit about this auto recovery tool that you've implemented. This has got to be probably one of my top favorite features out of this uh, particular release. If for some reason some program causes Windows to stop responding. So for example, anybody who's used a screen reader has seen where their uh, screen reader may hook into that program and that program stops responding, which can cause the screen reader to stop responding. It's not the fault of the screen reader necessarily, but you have to figure out how to shut down the screen reader. And that usually means sighted assistance because you got to go into the processes, shut down the processes and relaunch and it unhooks. And everybody's happy. Well, we thought let's make people more dependent. I mean, excuse me, dependent, wrong word. Let's make people more independent, uh, kind of like we made safe mode work, you know, in eight. 8.0, now we're going to do something else that's going to make people even more independent, uh, which is this auto-recovery tool. So if Windows stops responding for any reason, you can literally press Control-Alt-W, which is the keystroke to start Windows, and it's going to force Windows down in the background so it shuts down all those processes and relaunches it. So if you ever run into a case where all of a sudden speech is gone for no apparent reason, like for example, maybe another program is locked up and has caused window eyes to lock up, you press this key, shuts window eyes down, refires it, relaunches it, and you're off on your way. Never had to ask for sighted assistance. It just works. And, uh, you know, during the beta process, when of course we expect bugs at that particular time, I had used that multiple times and uh, hopefully people won't have to use it often, but if you ever need it, it's there and ready to go. Uh, so you just press Control-Alt-W, it shuts down Windows in the background, relaunches it, and psh, off you go. It's yeah, awesome. Yeah, I tried it yesterday when I saw it in the in the README, and because I remember the way it used to be, if you if you tried to run Windows again, it would say another copy of Windows is running, and so on and so forth. And it really does work quite well. I, yeah. I was I was pretty I was really pretty impressed with that. Yeah, absolutely. So, is there anything else that you wanted to cover? That uh... well, there's one other thing which uh, is probably going to be a bit difficult for some of you to try, but we've got preliminary support for Windows 10. Just kind of as a heads up, of course, Windows 10 is uh, under development. 
and so uh, we're we're staying ahead with that curve. Uh, and then, uh, you know, you'll be seeing some pretty interesting things coming out from AI Squared in the near future. I always used to say that with GW Micro. Of course, we've got a whole family of products now. So we've got not uh, just Windowize, but we also have ZoomText. Uh, if you're a ZoomText user, make sure you try out 10.1. It's now got support for Office 2013 and uh, IE 11 and uh, all of all of uh, the good things that you've seen with 10.1 for Windows 8. Uh, so, you know, just kind of be on the lookout. There's things happening behind the scenes that we're not talking about publicly, just like always. So uh, while we're out with the release, we're always back hard at work again behind the scenes doing something else. And uh, so I'd say check us out. Make sure that you uh, follow us at AI Squared on Twitter. If you were a GW Micro follower, make sure that you follow at AI Squared because that Twitter will be uh, shutting down at some point in time. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash AI Squared. Uh, of course, there's AI Squared.com as well where you can see all of the uh, greatest, uh, uh, latest and greatest. And we put out... Uh, you know, we put out some cool stuff when we announced Windowwise 9, including a, a video from Paul Paravano, who's just a great guy, works at MIT, and talks about why he uses Windowwise day in and day out at his job. And uh, you might check out that uh, that video. That's pretty cool. Uh, that's uh, on our Twitter feed. I think it's also on our website as well. And, uh, you know, make sure you uh, watch us because we're, we're – uh, Movers and shakers, you know, so we're we're coming out with some stuff and uh, I'm not going to say any much more than that. But if you need to give us a call uh, for uh, tech support or to, to uh, place your order, you can call us at 802-362-3612 or you can email us at sales at AI com. And if people want to get an SMA, for example, they can call that number and, uh, and, and get an SMA so they'll be up to date with the latest upgrades for window eyes when they come out yep they certainly can you just need to be at the latest version you can call get an sma uh there's an option on that phone number for window eyes so that'll route you to the indiana office and we'll get you all set up well jeremy great speaking with you today and thanks so much for uh keeping us up to date on what's going on and i'm i'm really uh, I, like i said i just downloaded uh window eyes 9.0 yesterday and i've been playing with it and it's uh, it's definitely um a great improvement, and I'm really uh, excited about it. Yeah, thanks for having me, Tim. I'm I'm really looking forward to hearing what everybody's got to say. I'm like I said, I'm very excited about this release. I just can't be happier. Number four, and well, this is pretty recently, and I think makes a list, in my opinion, because definitely got a lot of talk on, on social media. Uh, the re- reorganization, for lack of a better term, over at Saratech uh, and, and Saratalk, especially over uh, with their podcasts and with some of the other people now, of course, a couple of our people here uh, were part of that, that fine group, so I'm, they probably aren't going to have much to say here, but... Uh, the uh, you and I, Jeff. Obviously, we didn't we didn't work there, but we saw this story unfold on Twitter, and yes. it, it you know it, it was interesting. I, I'm not sure that's uh, the way it was they, that uh, the you know the, the leaders at Serotech wanted you know expected it to to unfold. No, and, and it didn't have to happen that way. They could have controlled the the way that this was talked about. 
You know, Twitter, <laughs> everyone's learning from this, and I think our industry has now uh, saw this come to light as well, that if you don't get ahead of your story, if you don't take control of it immediately, then you're going to lose control of it. And I think that was the thing that was unfortunate with all of this, that this could have been handled a lot better from a PR perspective on social media, and I don't think we would have seen as much of the... Uh, well, as, as much of the stuff yeah. we saw on Twitter, you, it, it you was had sad. To have, the, 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 the way things unfolded, um, sure, I, some of the people that decided to resign, it was probably a, a, a surprise even to, you know, yes. to Calvo and the others at Saratok. But, but you had to know, given some of the recent going on, that you know, it, it was a possibility and to kind of say, hey, you know what? We love the podcast. It's a really cool thing. We don't think it's making us enough money. And we need to do something different and go back to our roots. Is and it kind of brings up the discussion of hey, is podcasts what Saratech's about? Maybe not entirely. We, you know, they made a screen reader and still do. They have a screen reader. They have Samnet. They have uh, accessible event. They have you know Rim and those things. Maybe they get overshadowed by some really cool podcasts, which actually you know take the focus away from where things uh, where they wanted them to be. Right. I think if there was a, a really extensive blog post explaining the business model and getting ahead of that ahead of time, I think people would have really understood that a lot better. But we all learn from things like this, and and yep. so, and it's tough. You know, people get attached to podcasts and to, to show hosts, and when something gets yanked out from you know, you're listening to something that's part of your weekly ritual of things that you listen to, and then suddenly it's gone. You know, you're going to have some angst. So well, that, you know, there was a difference here with Saratech. In that Saratech has always been talked about from a standpoint of family. Everyone there was a family. Everyone in the community was family to Saratech. And so that was part of this, that the culture that surrounded Saratech was a lot different than, say, a Freedom Scientific or yep. AI Squared. And so that's what made this different. And so that's why it was even more important to get in ahead of it. And so, you know, that... That's, uh, you saw the bad sides of the family, and to to yeah. the credit of everyone who who left, nothing uh, the way they handled themselves and, and have kept yes. themselves, you know, absolutely. nothing but you know the most stellar professionals, and, and absolutely, I mean, absolutely, and um, wish everybody, including Jamie and Joe here, the best, and, and whatever happens in the future, I mean, Serotech too. I mean, I, you know, obviously the, yep. the company's going to look a little different. But uh, they, you know, they're going to have some new staff and some old staff, and hopefully they're able to to learn from this and move on. Uh, looks like Derek Lane is going to be continuing on as a content director of some sort. At least he's been posting some podcasts now. So definitely um, wish them the best, and uh, guess we'll have to Absolutely. see what happens. And only time will tell if if this was the the correct uh, decision or not for them. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll know on your next list. year. Yeah, you know, yeah, and and you told me before you you were the only one of the whole panel that didn't have this on your top ten, Jeff. Yeah, I didn't put it on the top ten because we don't know what's going to happen. Mike Calvo put out a, a podcast talking about this situation on the network on uh, SPN, but I still don't think that we, we we really understand for all of us what this really means, and so that's why I didn't put it on the list because I'm not sure where we are. I think yep. that this will be on the top 10 for next year. I'm predicting. I could be wrong, but I think, I think something there's a really. Something that they do. Something, yeah, something that does. they do. Whatever their, their next chapter Whatever is. their next chapter is, the story will continue next year and it will be in the top 10 and we'll talk about it and we'll talk about where they ended up. And I think there's one thing to say about Mike is he's, 
he's very, very good at running a business. And I think that whatever happens, I think that the company itself will ultimately be okay. What form and what shape it takes and what products are available, that's going to be hard to say. He doesn't give up. He has nope. a lot of, of drive. And, yep. you know, you know, he, he, he might not uh, – no one's perfect. No. You know? And, no. and, and, and no. You're sure, you could have handled this better and uh, whatever. But, you know, th- things happen and uh, move forward and, and see uh, what the next – obviously, you still have um, – And, you know, I'm not so sure that I would have handled it any differently. I'm not sure. Um, you know, it's hard for us to sit here and, and, and say this is exactly what I would have done. But I think I would have tried to at least put something out ahead of time, I think. That's sort of what I've – Shows the power of social media that you yeah, really, yeah, that, and even on the you weekends, you can't, it's no, no longer, and, no. and this is assistive technology or anywhere, it's no longer a nine to five world. A lot of this no. stuff happened on a Friday afternoon and you can't like, well, I'm done for the weekend. We'll figure this out on Monday. Right. Well, right. Monday, yeah, yeah, the story yeah. had exploded. And yeah. Your story completely spirals out of control. And so you completely you lose control to, of the narrative. And, and that's I'm what's watching scary out. about it. I'm always watching out for people mentioning ATIs or blind bargains just because, you know, just in case something happens, you never you know. need to be on top of it and uh, for better or for worse. And the only thing I think worse than, you know, you, you can have a response of whatever it is, but the only thing worse than that is having no response at all. And, yeah. you know, yeah. you need to be in the Silence in this case was not golden. It surprised me. Look, given how, I mean, and ultimately, Mike and others did come out and be very forthright with what they're trying to do. But if, yes. I think, you know, if they, if they would have yeah. come up with that right away, then this conversation would have been a little different. But uh, and even if it didn't speak to other people leaving, because maybe that that wasn't even known at that time, putting out yep. the case about the business model and having to make choices that would have set the tone enough yes. that it would have. Big changes are going to be in store for yes, you know. Yeah, this isn't the first time companies have let you know have, have you know departed with people. And, and this, really, you're right. This shocked me that because you know, Saratech has always been a very innovative, very you know social presence aware company, and so when that didn't happen, that really kind of surprised me. Well, perhaps some of their most uh, social aware people though were the ones that left too. So maybe that's part yeah, of it but, as well. Yeah, but yeah, but but even the, at the but top, it, they were pretty. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, and, and and by the way, this is not to bash Mike. This is not. No, I, I didn't no. want it to come across that way because I think the world of him, and I and I think that you know whatever whatever he decides to do, wherever the company ends up going, it, this will be a fun story to watch and. I think ultimately Saratech's going to be fine. We just we're just going to have to see what it evolves into. Now, here's the thing: that story was a big story, but it wasn't the biggest company merger acquisition news of the year, Joe. No, no, it was not. And thank you, Dr. Pepper, for helping me get my voice back. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of getting ahead of things, I was in on uh, a conference call twice this year, but. I remember saying early on to Jeremy Curry and Sean Warren and other friends that I have at GW Micro and AI Squared, thanks for ruining the top 10 list. You got this out. I mean, it was literally, what, two weeks after we finished 2013's list. It was like, oh, well, here we go uh, when we had one of the announcements. But the second announcement comes in at number three on our list, and that happened a little later in the year, and it was that AI Squared – and GW Micro merged into one colossal AI squared, giving you screen magnification and screen reading from 
two well-known players. I was really worried about GW for a long time. I think uh, everybody was playing death watch roulette in the assistive technology industry. I think we'd all seen things and heard things and GW had felt very vulnerable. I, I knew, I, I know more than I can say there are things that have happened, but I think this overall, from my standpoint, I have a bunch of friends at both companies. I was thrilled about this news. I couldn't tell you just how excited I was at the time. And I remember doing frantic texts to a lot of people just, you know, way to go. Kudos. This is going to be amazing. Certainly we haven't seen kind of a merger like this in a while. Jeff, Jamie, you guys are big window eyes fans. Uh, how do you feel about the concept of, you know, resources being shared, technologies being shared, and certainly some very smart people all working together? Well, I think it's a great thing, actually. And I think, you know, both companies did, did a great job of talking about this in a very positive way, talking about the strengths of both companies, uh, what good things could come from this, and really doing a good job of, of making this transition as smooth as possible. And I think I did not see on social media, um, I mean, there's always going to be talk, there's always going to be buzz and a discussion, but nothing really negative that I can recall to any extent. I think everyone was rooting for both teams, if you will, and rooting for what became a third team that was both of the above and something new all at the same time. So I think this is another one of those stories that 2015 is going to show us what comes of this merger, actually. Well, I think you take a look at the Window Eyes 9 public beta that's out right now. And that gives you an example of where innovation is really key. And um, if you haven't taken a look at it, you really need to. Window Eyes 9 yeah, is hugely pretty, pretty darn amazing stuff. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the innovation that was put into that is just fantastic. And what really excited me about this, when I heard about this, I was at work and, and when I, I didn't get the news until I got out of a meeting and I was very excited about it because now Doug and, and his development team can do what Doug loves and that is to do development. He doesn't have to worry about running the company, you know, although Dan played a, you know, a role in that too, but you know, he doesn't have to worry about that as much. He can focus on working with his engineering talent and he has access to AI squared talent as well. And they can work together and they can focus on, you know, if there's a major Microsoft bug or, or, you know, whatever, then they can talk amongst themselves and, and come up with strategies to fix issues that may exist in both products. So relieved I'm, was the word I yeah. used often when I heard. <laughs> yeah, Doug. I, was, yeah. Yeah. So this you is know, awesome. You know, this yeah. is great stuff. And, you know, and as some of you might know, I, I'm on the, the beta team for, for Window Eyes, and it's, it's a great room. And obviously, you can't really talk about what happens there. But you could tell, I mean, after the merger, the, the pace of progress that we saw from Huge. that point on almost every day. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Doug, he's really just knocking out like, you know, long-standing bugs and making it more responsive and adding new features and, and really It's like a, a lot. kid in the candy course, store. Yeah, I mean, it's like yeah. that's, it's what he gets to do now. And, and yeah, exactly. you know, the business stuff, being a business owner, you know, some of that non, you know, fun stuff, quote unquote, really can eat away at your time. And from that perspective, I think it's really interesting to see what's happening. And, and you know, now Window Eyes needs to do what it can to, to get itself in the conversation with JAWS and MVDA and like, hey, we're still here. Yeah. And yeah. we actually have some pretty amazing web support to look at. So you need to, uh, you know, not forget about that. Absolutely. Um, it would be interesting to see going forward. You have 
two entire different code bases of Zoom text and with window eyes. And, you know, is it even feasible to think about a combination speech magnification project? You know, obviously you could, you're yeah. on the two now, but it'd be really, you know, you mean like a magic. Yeah. Well, well, but magic in jaws took a long time. I mean, remember there was magic, then there was LP windows and magic, and then there was LP windows, magic jaws. And so it took yeah. a long time for those code bases to kind of come into their own. Certainly Eric and Dusty have done a magnificent job and all the engineers that work with them. Magnificent? Is that where you... Ma- magnificent? <laughs> yes, there we go. Capital M-A-G. Yeah. <laughs> um, are, 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 it took a long time for that. And I remember... Eric even saying, look, if you need to test this out, you know, you can now try magic first if you don't want to mess up Jaws, yada, yada, yada. There was a lot of moving towards that kind of combined project. Certainly, though, it's worked out for Freedom Scientific because if you're a low vision person and you have a progressive eye condition and you're losing your vision, you're learning Jaws as you're using magic, which is a great lead into your other products and typeability was a great project for Freedom Scientific. And now working with Magic, they have made that work over time. But it did take a while because I, I was involved yeah. in those betas back in the day. Well, they've always been friendly neighbors, though, GW and AI. I mean, you could use yep. the two together now. So, I mean, that, right. that there's a start You didn't have there. tracking like you would. And that, that was one of the big right. things low vision people always wanted was to be able to have the tracking. And so you could get the two products to work together. Uh, but tracking was always difficult, and it was something that Jaws and Magic did work. Or if you opened up Windows Explorer, your focus went right to the list, which is something that you take for granted. Now, granted, ZoomText has come along with the zoom and panning feature and has made that a lot better for individuals to follow focus. But it, it again, is different than the way that these products have been integrated into one another. And this leads into, uh, you know, putting the hands on these products, right? So for Magic, Freedom Scientific has been very aggressive, making sure that you can get your hands on Magic so you can compare it to ZoomText. Our number two story is the exact same thing, but in screen reader land, GW Micro releases window eyes for Office. Now, this is the story I was talking about a minute ago on uh, number three was in January. This comes out just a couple of weeks after we finished this year in AT for 2013. And I remember I had to pick my jaw off the floor. I was just stunned sitting in this um, conference with a bunch of other people hearing this news for the first time. And uh, I, I couldn't wait. I, we were under embargo for at least an hour. And it was just, oh, my God, oh, my God. I'm just watching setting up on my Twitter feed so I could see this news pop up and see how people would react. Um, so if you had a registered copy of Office 2010-2013, you could get GW Micro's Window Eyes for free. Or Office Huge. 365, the monthly Or Office 365, Correct. Yeah. 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 And so, and especially now with the new Office 365 plans where you can pay month to month, that, that's pretty exciting. Even for a single stuff. at sixty nine ninety nine. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And, and if you get yeah. clever, a lot of PC vendors are shipping Office 365 with their computers now. Mm-hmm. So this was really, really exciting. And I was shocked. I had no idea this was coming. And it's going to take a while for uh, AI Squared to see the full breadth of this. Because I think it shocked everybody and everybody sort of went, wow, now what do I do with it? But there's already lots of discussion going on about, okay, now what do we do? You know, our, our libraries, for example, are, are wondering, well, should we use this 
or should we use JAWS? You know, or do we put it on the computers anyway and let people choose? And while I think it's really exciting, I think there needs to be a lot more marketing behind it. Yep. You know, so I don't know. Um, the, you know, for, for an example, and you know, a lot of universities have this. I, I believe the setup is in the state of New York that if you are a college student, you have access to Office for free. And then there's like a lot. There's there's states yeah. that have office licenses. Of course, library systems, university wide systems. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot. I've heard some people say, "Well, NVDA is free." Well, NVDA is awesome and getting better, but the office support is still improving. They've improved PowerPoint to an extent, but the Windows office support is better than NVDA's office support. Way better. I, and I want to jump in here. I've been forcing myself to use NVDA and have been on my uh, uh, last month of vacation, and I f- find it very complicated at times. And it is more an enthusiast screen reader then it yeah. is something that I think I could teach someone. And this is speaking as an assistive technology trainer. Now, let me at least say I'm biased because I've been using window eyes for a really long time, going all the way back to vocalize. And I've used JAWS for a really long time. But certainly uh, what NVDA is doing is is one thing, but to have support or to have App Central, yeah. uh, I think is huge. That's I think something that's else a, that a really needs to be developed, I think. Who, who's done some App Central, App Central stuff. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I can remember when... Uh, <laughs> this happened a couple of weeks ago and I was on the way home and uh, all of the, I would, my, my phone just blew up because I was getting tweets and emails and everyone going, your Windows app doesn't work anymore with the new beta of window eyes. And I'm like, Oh great. The version number changed, you know? <laughs> so I had to go home. And so I spent, you know, two or three hours that, that evening updating all my apps and, and, and it was just kind of fun to see. It actually made me smile. I, I, I was like, Oh, well that's good. At least people, uh, people love me still, still <laughs> you know, from a, from an app perspective. So yeah. I was like, Oh, well at least they're still being used. And, and that, that made me happy. So, <laughs> well, and it's good to see the community rally, like Brian Harchin doing it for Station Playlist, or yep. uh, what's going on with the remote situation with NVDA. And and, yep. and by no means am I slagging NVDA. What I'm saying basically is that it still is kind of aimed at a higher echelon of user, which is okay because that's who has to contribute. That's that's part of its fun, and they know this. I mean, that's why they yeah. you know they realize you gotta you need some people on board with some support bundles and some things like that, and you know they probably need a better built-in voice um, than what they have, and they're they're aware yeah. of these things, and it's it's interesting to follow that you know that progress. Um, but Window Eyes has put itself in a position to make itself more relevant again. They, we, they knew, we knew, and everyone knew that they really had fallen behind with the web and they should have addressed it a while ago. Yep. Um, is it, you know, have they, they, have they done enough? Probably. Have they done it to a point where they can, you know, was it too late? That that's remains to be seen. And, you know, it's really, they need to get some of that AI squared marketing behind all this and uh, really let right. people know they're still part of the conversation. I think that's where the, the 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 big arm that they gained was the AI squared marketing campaign, and I, I hope that that really works well to their advantage because uh, I think the world of those guys and it's it's exciting to to see. And by the way, uh, if you want remote window eyes for Office is free and it comes with remote capability as well. So just to point out that there's already a free solution if you already have Office, and I think. Wow. It's yep. safe to say that probably 99% of people have Office. Well, and when you talk about competition, you've got Zoom Text for Mac. 
you know, uh, you're talking about yeah. built in and free. Uh, here's something that AI squared knows very well and kudos to their CEO for understanding this and, and moving it into that direction. Yep. Uh, full, full disclosure. I'm friends with a lot of people on both staffs, Maury and Sean and, uh, Jeremy and Doug and Dan. So I, I it's hard for me to say things here, um, without uh, getting a bunch of texts after this comes out. Uh, so <laughs> Jamie, you've been quiet. Do you have any opinions on our number two story? I agree with the last statements that now it really is going to be about marketing. It's going to be about good, positive public relations. Not There hasn't been any – well, there's been some, but not a huge amount of negative window eyes that I have seen. I think the worst thing is that it just hasn't been talked about, period. It just well, kind of disappeared from the conversation. Yeah, there has been quite a bit of negative publicity about its web's former web support. Oh, well, okay, yeah. And, yeah. and, and that's going to take some time for right. people to now take a look at again and say, okay, you know, they're, they're now a player again. And, right. and that came from pretty significant people within the web space. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be important for them to get ahead of. One thing about going to the free with office model that still interests me from a, again, from a marketing perspective is, you lose a lot of your dealers really pushing the selling window eyes. Yeah. Um, ground, boots on the ground. Yeah. Right. And, and myself as one of those, you know, we, we, we have window eyes as a product and, you know, some educational institutions might still want the tech support and some other things. But if someone calls and they want a screen reader, now they're, they're like, yeah, yeah, you can get window eyes for office. It's free. Go check it out. That's great for the person and, you know, great for the adoption. But, you know, we hope they made enough money off this deal to, mm-hmm. to make that work. Well, and, and, and okay, so now we're getting into this really weird nebulous conversation about free options. I mean, uh, you've got, okay, voiceover with every Mac that you're buying. You have uh, NVDA. You have now Windowize for Office. You have what we talked about earlier with Android and, and what's going on with Google Office. Um, there is a lot of free opportunities here. And if and we who take knows this, what Windows Jay, 10 is going to have. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought, okay. While we have the moment, I do not like new narrator and I will put that out there publicly. I'm not a fan. That is not even a conversation we're going to have. If I lose windows commands that I've known for 20 years, because I have to not a windows command, uh, you guys not a narrator command. I'll try it later. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, thank you. Uh, I, I don't think I'll play with that either. I will say this. I, let's put on our crystal balls and predict what we think uh-huh. Windows 10 will be. Because we're going to know that early in 2015, right? We're going to know that yeah. in January. So what what does everybody think? I have a, an opinion. Should I go first? or the, I, I'm, I'm pretty rigid in mine. So if you went ahead and said yours, I, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I think if Microsoft does not move Windows to a service subscription base, they're in trouble. So what do I mean by that? I, what I mean by that is take the model of Office 365 and meld that into Windows. So you pay either $99 a year or you pay 69 for a you know, single machine you know, or maybe make it 129 I don't, I'm not sure what the pricing would be, but I think that's a really key thing in it. In it then make Microsoft services, you know, Office, Xbox, Live, um, if you're into that space, you know, all of these other services that they have, make that part of your revenue stream. And I think that's what we're going to see. But that's, that's, that's a tough sell, though, Jeff. I mean, 99 bucks a year for Windows, I buy a computer and I use it for three or four years. Now I'm spending $400 on my operating system. That, yeah, that really changes, I, yeah. uh, I don't know that what changes the, the dynamic be. quite a bit. I mean, I see what you're trying to do here. But I'm talking about people who who buy it as opposed to buying a box. 
cop boxed copy. If you're buying well, an OEM a MacBook version, Air where they could be facing down the barrel of the same gun every three years, hardware wise, you know, because right. Macs have a built-in obsolescence factor. That's going yes, they on do. There. Yeah, well, sure, but but OEM copies, I think, are going to remain the same. You're going to get a copy of Windows on it. Regardless, I'm talking about the people who build okay, their you're own saying machine. In addition to, or, or it becomes yeah. like antivirus, you get a year free. Gotcha. Yeah. So okay. right, right. So maybe you know, as you, another option, sure. I still want it to come with my laptop. In other words, you, you're not going to see it at Best Buy for you know 179, you know, and you go home and you and you install it from your DVD. I Windows 8's problem was they they tried to be too much like mobile, and I think Microsoft realizes some of that. And back to the, it's the every other version of Windows uh, thing again, you know? <laughs> Windows 7 Windows is going to be supported in some form until 2020 at the moment. So I'm confident, you know, Windows 10 will probably, we'll see how it shapes out. That'll probably be what I jump to whenever I jump again. But Windows no 7 is, is the new Windows XP. Well, <laughs> yep. they, 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 there, there are stories that, uh, there are signs that say Windows 8 Vista 2.0 yep. that, that, that are on campus. Uh, legacy is the problem. Legacy and enterprise, because let's be honest, consumer isn't where Microsoft is thinking. No. Consumer is is secondary to them, always secondary. In fact, you will see that in January when they come out with that one announcement, and then in April when they come out with a consumer announcement. They're literally breaking those in half. And uh, they're two separate audiences, as Microsoft has learned very well. Yeah. Um, adoption has changed. People are purchasing it, but we don't know yet what the SKUs are going to be. You know, we're hearing some rumors that, you know, Windows 8 will be able to immediately move for free to Windows 10 uh, to to answer the Apple upgrade cycle. Um, and then you have maybe if you're on Vista or 7, you have to pay for it. Really, that's the thing that Apple has over Microsoft to some extent, which is making that platform ubiquitous no matter which way on hardware that you go. Um, Microsoft can't do that. They can't, literally. They, they're they just too many millions well, they don't have of control the hardware. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, well, and, and forced obsolescence. So right. that's, that's part of their problem. If they can try and do that with Windows 10 and move people to this, I've been working with the technical preview for two or three months now, and I have loved it. Absolutely everything about that. But then again, People felt the same way about Windows 8 until launch, and then it flipped like overnight. People were like, yeah, Windows 8 is pretty good. Then it launched. Windows 8 is the well, you devil. You took away the start button. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was so stupid. I do have to say, having first letter navigation back in a menu was one of the things about Windows 10 I was immediately yeah. extremely thrilled we'll get about. Used to it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think Nadella has learned a lot from his predecessors. And I said this before publicly on podcasts. This is not your father's Microsoft. I don't think nope. you can compare the same way that you can't compare Tim Cook to Steve Jobs. I just think in about a year you can't do that with Balmer and nope. Nadella. He it's just thinks much, differently. It's too different. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie, again, you were the quiet one. Where are you on this um, one? I have not played with Windows 8 at all. I'm still on 7. So Windows 10 is going to be yeah. my probably learning Here experience. Um, I'm, I'm going to probably That's a good go thing. from 7 to 10. and, <laughs> and uh, Yeah, 7 to 10 and... Zero, whatever, however that works. Um, I moved to yeah. 8.1, and it's really not that bad. Right. I mean, you know, no. people – I never was on 8. I, I, I jumped immediately to 8.1, and it's really, no. really not that bad. No. And, and, and it's like 7 versus XP. There's some things that you can customize to get back some yep. of the things that you missed. Plastic shell is your friend, you know. Yeah. Well, and again, as a trainer, looking at it from a trainer perspective, teaching somebody who's newly blind – 
there's so many options you're going to have to choose from. There's so many ways you're going to have to think yep. about. And it really comes down to what that person wants to do as their vocation again. We're looking at the, the rise of the, of the corner case. And that's what's going to make things really interesting moving forward. This has been another Blind Bargains audio podcast. Visit blindbargains.com for the latest deals, news, and exclusive content. This podcast may not be retransmitted, sold, or reproduced without the express written permission of AT Guys. Copyright 2015. Welcome to this quick tip demonstration of something that I've discovered that you can do with the VoiceOver Trackpad Commander in Yosemite to access your extras menu, which I never knew you could actually do before. So normally to get to your menu bar or your extras menu on the Mac, of course, using VoiceOver, it's Control Option or VOM for the Apple menu and then VOM again to get to your extras menu. And normally when you're using your trackpad commander on the trackpad, of course, that you can turn on with VO or control option and a two-finger rotate clockwise to turn it on. Normally to get to your menu bar then, it's just a two-finger double tap at the top of the trackpad. And up until now, I've always wondered why Apple didn't have a specific command to also take you to the extras menu. And it appears that you don't need to do that at all. The extra menu is actually there. It's just a different way of accessing it still via the two-finger double tap at the top of the trackpad. So I'm just going to jump to my desktop. Desktop, Macintosh HD. And I'm going to do a two-finger double tap at the top of my trackpad. Menu bar, Apple. Okay, so that's our normal menu bar. If I flick to the right. Finder, file, edit. And flick back to the left one finger, of course. Finder, Apple. Okay, that's our normal Apple menu bar. Another two-finger double tap, of course. Nothing happens. But what I've discovered is if I tap my finger to the top of the trackpad and start from the left-hand side. Apple. Finder. File. Edit. View. Go. Window. Help. Okay, I'm just dragging my finger across the screen. But if I keep going. Tweet bot menu extra. Okay, I've located my extras menu. So if I keep dragging my finger very slowly to get to the next item, as I was doing with the main Apple menu. Dropbox 3.0.3 up to date menu extra. That's my Dropbox extras item. Finger lock menu extra. That's my finger lock item. Displays AirPlay off menu extra. Displays Bluetooth menu extra. Bluetooth. System sound volume menu extra. System sound volume. Accessibility menu extra. Accessibility menu. Wi-Fi four of four bars with Big Pond 61913 okay, menu extra. Network. Battery. 3-4% remaining, menu extra. Okay, battery 3-4% remaining, etc. And now, if I would just simply want to access one of those extras menu, I take my finger off the trackpad. Battery, 3-4% remaining, menu, 5 items. And of course, using the voiceover rotor, I can just do now one finger flick down. 2-5-5, five, five, remaining, dimmed, power source, battery, apps using significant energy, Amadeus Light.app. Of course, Amadeus is using significant energy because I'm currently using it. And then, of course, two-finger scrub. Finder, desktop, Macintosh HD. And one final thing I want to show you with this little nifty tip that I've just discovered. If I do a two-finger double tap again. Menu bar, Apple. Okay, go back into the Apple menu. And, of course, that was at the top of the trackpad. Now, if I tap my finger over to the left-hand side and drag it across. Apple, Finder, File. Okay, and tap my finger off. It doesn't activate the item as it did on the extras menu. And, of course, here I can just do one finger flick left and right to activate the other items on the Apple main menu or 
Just do a one finger double tap now. File, menu, 25 items. To activate the last thing that was in focus with the voiceover cursor, of course, which was the file menu. So two fingers scrub to come out, of course. Closing menu, Macintosh HD. So that completes this quick tip. So basically what it is, when you're using the voiceover trackpad commander, two finger double tap at the top of the trackpad takes you to your main Apple menu. If you then drag your finger across towards the right hand side of the top of the trackpad, you'll find the extras menu menu items. When you get to the menu you want to use, take your finger off the trackpad, it'll activate the menu. And keep in mind on the Apple menu itself on the left hand side, to activate an item you need to one finger double tap on it to activate it. So that completes this quick tip demo because for the longest time I've wondered why there was an easy way of accessing the extras menu using the voiceover trackpad commander and of course there appears that there was an easy way to do it. You put the Apple menu into focus and then you can access the extras menu. As always, thanks for listening and bye for now. And that brings this week's edition of Main Menu to a close. Special thanks go out to Tim Cummings, Jeremy Curry, JJ Medoff, Joe Steinkamp, Jimmy Pauls, and David Woodbridge. Thank you guys for your content this week. It surely is appreciated. If you would like to get a hold of the Main Menu production team, then just email us. We can be reached at mainmenu at acvradio.org. That's mainmenu at acvradio.org. We'll see all of you next week on another edition of ACB Radio's Main Menu.